And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Ron Wolfley. Yeah, baby, bring it on! Luke Lipinski. The great Luke Lipinski. <laughs> devaluing the word great if you follow with Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Right, it is the Wolf and Luke Show on a Thursday afternoon, live from the Auction Community Studios. Sean Payton, watch, I would say it's officially on, right? Coaches can start, coaching candidates can start being interviewed on Tuesday? January 17th. Yes. Yes. So, so you even knew the day. Well, only because I've known January 15th for DA is Sunday for a while. <laughs> So I'm able to tell other days of of January, and that's it. Um, In case you missed it earlier, it came out that uh, Sean Payton will be interviewing with Denver on Tuesday morning. So it sounds like the Broncos are going to get... Get that interview in there first and see. I, I don't know. It's like it's like the old baseball rule, right? If you're the home team, you want to be the last one to talk to the coach, not the first one to talk to the coach. You want to be the team with the last at bat. But if Denver really wants Sean Payton and they've already worked out the parameters of a deal with the Saints, and you're a Cardinals fan, you want you want Sean Payton. You're going to be holding your breath on Tuesday morning because what if Denver's like they just blow him away and. That's it. Yeah. You know, once again, um, why would Sean Payton not interview with the Arizona Cardinals after the Denver Broncos? Because the Broncos are going to offer him everything. Is that what you're saying? No. Like they're gonna, you, you think they're going to make him a deal he can't say no to? I'm not. I don't think that will happen. I'm just saying it is a possibility for whatever team gets the first interview and it sounds like Denver's going to get the first interview and Denver is crazy. Broncos <laughs> are crazy. <laughs> I don't know else to say it. This is not, you know, this is not oh the Atlanta Falcons are going to interview Sean Payton first like okay cool and then when he's done there he'll want to talk to the Cardinals. The Broncos are just crazy enough to be like you can be the mayor of the city? Yeah, right. We'll give you land. You own one of the Rocky Mountains? I don't know. I mean, they they are crazy. So that that's they're just keep an eye on that on Tuesday morning. I don't think it'll happen. I, I fully believe he will interview with the Cardinals, but just know Denver's the team that's getting in there first. Yeah, I think you've got to ask the question right now. Um, do you think Sean Payton is serious about the Arizona Cardinals and in interviewing with them? I think he definitely is. He's totally serious. He has to be. Totally. Totally. But like any, you know, like any guy that has been a mercenary in the National Football League and ever will be a mercenary in the National Football League, you're going to keep your options totally open for the most part. You're going to keep your options open. And the reason why I think that he is serious about this base and earnings, there's a franchise quarterback who is wildly talented. Whether you like Kyler Murray or not, let me tell you something right now. The guy is wildly talented. Now he needs to be, he needs to be harnessed, so to speak, and he needs to be um, massaged into an offense that he can evolve in. That's what he needs. And that's the reason why um, Sean Payton, I think, could be the guy to do that for him. But you've got a talented franchise quarterback. You've got cap space here. you got freedom to build the roster the way you want it with all the moving parts, all the free agents that are going to leave. You can build 
this thing from the ground up. And guess what? That means you can build your culture from the ground up. You know, one of the things that was really missing on Hard Knocks since it ended last night, and we'll, we'll get back into last night's episode in a little bit, but I, I think the, um, I said this going in, the one thing I wanted to see out of this season of Hard Knocks was Kyler Murray behind the scenes. Yeah. He was never in the show. Barely, like the first episode, rehabbing an injury, and then he got hurt again. Right? It's not. It's not HBO's fault. It's not Kyler Murray's fault, obviously. But that show tends to make a player more likable to the fan base, and I don't care about that. I just wanted to know more about Kyler Murray because I feel like they could announce they're doing Hard Knocks on whoever next offseason going into the season, and I'm going to feel like I know more about that team's quarterback yeah. as a person than Kyler Murray. Yeah. He's, he's just such a mystery. Um, this is Ian Rappaport on NFL Total Access yesterday giving the latest in the Sean Payton sweepstakes. Now the Sean Payton sweepstakes are catching fire here, MJ. We've known that Sean Payton is set to talk to the Denver Broncos. That's going to happen next week. Add two more teams to the mix. First of all, the Arizona Cardinals have a head coach opening and a general manager opening, have received, have requested and received permission to speak with Sean Payton. And that is not all. The Houston Texans, maybe a little bit of a surprise here, but the Houston Texans have also requested and received permission to speak with Sean Payton. So now three teams in the Sean Payton sweepstakes, and you would think that if any team wants to talk to Sean Payton, they would know it is going to cost them. The New Orleans Saints want a first-round pick and potentially more for compensation to allow another team to hire a head coach under contract with them by these teams requesting and then receiving permission. You would think all of them are on board with that. So Sean Payton certainly seems to have some options, and these Saints seem like they are going to get compensated richly. And you know what I think also is going for the Arizona Cardinals more so than anything else, and you heard the report right there, but just the fact that the head coach and the general manager position is mm-hmm. open. Yeah, I think that's, that's a real that's, plus. For I him. mean, that is, that's huge when you think about it. And I know you could say, well, you know what, Sean could recommend somebody, bring him in as a general manager, and yeah, but right now the Arizona Cardinals have the opening that's what they have right now. Yeah. And I, you can't tell me that Sean Payton wants to work with somebody um, other than himself <laughs> when it comes to being the GM. Or he at least wants to be able to pick who that person is, right? Uh, if, yeah, if I were Nick Casario in Houston, I wouldn't feel... I'd be a little stressed out next week because if the Texans are in on interviewing him, uh, like Ian Rappaport just said, that if you're if you're gonna get to the point where you're requesting an interview with Sean Payton, not just being like, oh yeah, we'd love to have him as a coach and go in a different direction, but actually request the interview, then you have to be on some level willing to give the Saints what they want. Otherwise, why would you waste your time? And secondly, I mean, if, if I'm Houston and I interview Payton. And Peyton's like, yeah, this is where I want to go, but I, I want my own GM. Are they really going to look at Nick Casario? Like, he's done an amazing job there and be like, yeah. sorry, Sean, we got to stick with Nick. Yeah. Like, no. So I think you're right that, that having the coach and GM spots open is a huge plus for the Cardinals. And if Sean Payton likes Kyler Murray, that's a huge plus for the Cardinals. It really, I don't even really understand why Houston's on this list. Do you? Yeah. Um, leverage. 
Maybe yeah. they're a leverage team right there. You know, I, I know there are some people out there who believe, oh, no, it's the Cardinals are our leverage. You know, I, I don't even know how you could say that when you've got Kyler Murray. And it's undeniable. A guy who's been to the Pro Bowl twice. The, the talent that is there. And you know what, honestly? There's probably a little bit of an itch that Sean Payton has wanted to scratch for a long time. Taysom Hill proves it. <laughs> the new age offense. The new age offense with the shotgun and the pistol. It was not Drew Brees. Now, the shotgun, of course. But it was not really Drew Brees to run the zone read in an RPO. I think there's no doubt about it. You've got a lot of interest in the Arizona Cardinals because of Kyler Murray as the quarterback, because of the offense that he's been in, and because Sean Payton himself wants to be able to do the thing that has to happen for every head coach in the National Football League. You have to blend the old and the new. And he hasn't really been able to do that. He did it with two different quarterbacks. He could do it with one, with Kyler. I don't think the Cardinals are a leverage play. Uh, I think the Cardinals and Broncos are legit contenders. Yeah. And I think if... Those two. I think if the Cowboys or Chargers job somehow came open, and I, I think it's a pretty small percentage chance, but if one of those two came open, then I think that would certainly be in the mix, too. And there may be some other wild card team that sneaks in. But You know what? That if you're a Cardinal fan out there and you want Sean Payton, root for the Cowboys. You want the Cowboys to win, and you want the Chargers to win. Because if I'm Sean Payton and the Chargers job somehow came open, and I get to coach Justin Herbert... And that team, <laughs> I don't think What's he's going to say no. So, yes, if you're a Cardinals fan. He you, loves California, yes, from what I understand. You are a Cowboys fan and a Chargers fan this weekend. You need those two teams to win because then then they're out of the sweepstakes. And finally, too, it's not just the fact that there are vacancies as the general manager and the head coach for the Cardinals, but also they've got some guys. who uh, DJ Humphreys, um, Zach Ertz, James Conner. Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, potentially, right? Uh, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Zach Allen. They got some good young guys, too, that are coming up. And, you know, those are some players right there that if you're a coach and you're coming in, you're going to lean on those guys. Yeah, you strip this roster down to a dozen players. And I think as a, as a potential new coach, that's what you're looking at then you feel pretty good about this. A potential new coach like Sean Payton, who can also have a lot of control over which players get brought in, where he's kind of like the GM or he's the behind-the-scenes GM. I think you look and at this. And the number three pick in the draft. Which I'm not giving up for him. That's why you'd still have it. Uh, all right, coming up next, could the Suns make a move soon? we got four weeks to the trade deadline from today. We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hi, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke on a Thursday afternoon. Get a little closer to the NFL playoffs. There's all these like these. It's big dates coming up, right? I'm just going to rattle some of these off. You got, okay. uh, you got December 17th. Check. The days that you can uh, you can start interviewing coaches in the NFL. Okay. Uh, let's see what, December 14th or January 14th? January, I guess this should get to the month, say, right? right yeah. 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 How long December, were you going to let me go uh, on like well, that? Well, I was waiting okay. just to see how high it was going to go <laughs> up. 
It would it would have gone for it was a while. Pretty much under your it. chin, right there. Yeah, so. that's, uh, and I'm actually writing these down incorrectly too. January 14th, you've got uh, the start of the, uh, the the season coming up, right? Okay, you have that. January 14th. Yeah, the okay. playoff start of the playoffs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, this is good. I, I like this. All right. Um, what's January 15th, Luke? Uh, January 15th would be the DeAndre Ayton uh, oh. can be traded. Oh, I see. To, can be. January I, 15th. I believe we should probably just what, put this out there now. What's January 16th? Uh, there's not anything No, there's on. a game. Uh, as a matter of fact. Tom Brady Day. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a game. <laughs> the, the Suns play. Right? Oh, that's January true. They, they, they do play. Yeah. That's interesting. January 15th, and then there's January 16th. Ah, see, how that see works? where you're going here. So maybe he doesn't play yeah. Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Maybe there's something wrong with you on Friday. Uh, maybe there's just something wrong with this show all day. Well, you know, that's, that'd be a plus. <laughs> I'd put that in the positive category. This is uh, James Jones uh, on with Burns and Gambo yesterday. And they asked him, I'm going to start with this one, just the any sort of update on Cam Johnson, because we are now into month three. His last game was November 4th. I believe his surgery date was November 8th. So it is January 12th, obviously. Who would think it's December? It's obviously January. Here's James Jones. <laughs> He's in the latter stages of it, um, but you know, as far as a definitive timeline, I don't have anything. Um, I, I do know um, at some point soon we should get him back. I, I just can't tell you if that's going to be in five days, ten days. Uh, but every day he's getting closer, and, and it's really determined by what you see on the floor. He's out on the floor pregame. Um, he comes in the back, he's feeling better. And, and when we get to the point where he's completely good, um, you guys will know quickly. So just don't tell me he's day-to-day right now. You're not going to say Cam Johnson is day-to-day, right? I don't. I'm just going to say wait and see with Cam okay. Johnson. Because I believe they still have him listed as day-to-day. Yeah. You just heard James right there. You know, it's five days, ten days. You know, this day-to-day thing, man. Um, we've seen that go on, too, right? Being listed as day-to-day. Am I exaggerating by saying it's been two weeks or or past two weeks that we've seen day to day? Oh, it's not even it's it's days to days. That's what it is. Okay, with, that, with, yeah. all right, that's better. Yes, that, um, that that makes me yeah, it makes me feel better saying it. Days to days. That's not what they're saying. That's just me <laughs> interpreting what they've been saying. I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm going to go full Cliff Kingsbury and just be um okay. yeah, we're hopeful. Yeah, okay. we're, we're hopeful yeah, right. he's playing soon. Uh, more injury updates because that's really what this season has been about for the Suns. Here's James Jones on DeAndre Ayton, uh, campaign uh, Landry Shamit. They're day to day. You could probably see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if those guys are back Friday um, early next week. Um, you know, not that's not something that's long term. Um, but we just have you know with so many bodies down. You know, guys are beat up and they're waking up in the morning, and some guys are feeling like they're sixty percent. Uh, one moment and, you know, 30 to the next. So we'll, we'll continue to monitor them. But I'd say they're all, they're all day-to-day. Yeah. <laughs> what did we just say about the day-to-day thing? Days-to-days right there. Okay, but you heard him say it. I think those guys are going to be back Friday. Or early next or, week. Or not Friday. <laughs> right? So, you know, oh, no. Um, so, okay. So, DeAndre Ayton, um, I'm not going to even go there. I'm not. I'm not going to be the conspiratorialist and say, oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? You're January 15th it, is on Sunday, right? January 15th. Uh-huh. 
What is January fifteenth officially? What, what? 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 Why does that day it stick is, out? Uh, it is DA can be dealt day. And then, can, okay. I also want to throw this date in there because I think it's more pertinent. Yeah. July fifteenth, DA can be dealt to Indiana day, but that's okay. still six months away. Right. All right. There you go. Um, you know what I'm thinking of though. What? What were? What would happen if, in fact, Friday night, um, they go ahead and they play a game? And I think that's the thirteenth, is it not? Yes, it is. Of course, Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Oh, yes, beautiful tomorrow. So they play tomorrow. And what if he were to get hurt? Uh, would that would that increase the odds you could trade him or decrease the odds? Because I honestly, this is my feeling. I think it's only a matter of time before Da's gone. I, I I think it's only a matter of time before they're able to trade him and move him. When that is, I don't know, but I do not expect DeAndre Ayton to finish the season. That's my own feeling. Yeah, so you on think, this. Do you think and you know what? Is that out on a limb? Is that you better believe that's out yeah, on a limb. But I don't think it's crazy. I, I don't think he's getting dealt this season, but it wouldn't stun me if he did. What would the only thing that would stun me is if they were just if they just stood pat and they just went right through the trade deadline and they're like, well, see you next year. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, and that would just anger me more than stun me. Yeah, um, see, I, I, I honestly, what would what would just stun me and to use your words right there would have to be Jay Crowder being. <laughs> Yes, if Jay Crowder is still here on February 10th, um, I'm just going to keep asking the same question over and over and over. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what is going on? Can you imagine that? There's no way Jay Crowder is gone. It's a fait accompli. There's got to be. You got to give us something if Jay Crowder is still here on February 10th. You have to. This this should be the rule, okay, for Suns fans. Okay. If Jay Crowder is still here on February 10th, he either needs to be playing for the Suns, which yeah. is not an option apparently. Yeah. Or we need some sort of explanation why. Like the whole story. Yeah. The whole story. At a certain point. If you trade him in a week and you get a piece back, fine. You don't have to tell us. That's, you don't have, we don't have to know everything. I kind of want to know. Yeah. We don't have to know everything. But if he's still on this team and not playing past the trade deadline, I got to know. Like, are you just – is it a matter of – Jay really got us so mad that we wanted to just waste a year of his career and sink ourselves to Yeah. Can we speculate? I mean, do you, do you speculate? Yeah. Do you allow yourself to Occasionally speculate on something to like this? Day, I mean, yeah. honestly, right now, what you know, what, what happened? I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> That's a question. It's a speculation. I, it's, it's no. I, I mean, because you to answer that, you would have to speculate. Yep. Because nobody knows. Jay... What did you, Jay, did you just beat him into submission in the corner of a locker room? What did you do, Jay? Jay knows. Jay knows. <laughs> you know, hashtag that right there. Hashtag Jay knows. Jay knows. Yes. That's going to be my thing. Every Any mystery in sports until he gets traded, uh, yes. Jay knows. Jay, Jay knows, knows what happened. But here it is. I honestly, look, Jay Crowder, as we all know, yes, he's going to be traded at some point in time. And it's going to happen before the trade deadline of, or at the trade deadline. I believe that. I think it's going to be right there. Um, DeAndre Ayton, I do not expect him to finish the season. Oof. I think things get dicey this offseason with, with D.A. I think there's a real possibility he gets dealt this offseason. I don't know. I, I Like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if they dealt him in the regular season, but I don't think they're going to. But that's just a gut feeling, and it's <laughs> yeah. It's based Where on, do you think Robert Sarver would be on that? Well, it would save money for him, kind of. Kind of? 
but not really because yeah. he's not going to have to pay out the bulk of that contract. He'd be like neutral on that. that that's it's where that's a, a, push. A, a weird rule. Like the the incoming owner should get to have say over a DeAndre Ayton trade over Robert Sarver. Right. Sarver's not going to own the team next year. Right. Uh, I guarantee you that the incoming owner wants him gone. <laughs> okay. Or he wants him to play the way... Boy, let's see. Uh, I was a walk-on at Michigan State, and here we've got a guy that was the number one pick overall in the NBA draft, and um, Matt Ishby knows exactly what that does in a locker room. I, You know, honestly, the more and more I think about this, man, um, love DA, hope he has a great career. Uh this is James Jones. One more from James Jones. They asked him, Burns and Gabe, but did if there's another move coming soon. Well, we have a full roster, so there aren't any other uh, roster spots for us to sign 10 days. But if you look at um, just our, our roster construction with Cam Payne being down, I think the point guard position is a position for us that's one of, of dire need. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes with Saban. But, I mean, he, the kid's a player. He's, he's starting this week. Um, uh, a quality backup, and I think he'll be able to give us some strong rotational minutes. Yeah, he's talking about saving Lee, but I don't. <laughs> I think most of us, when we're looking for that clip, it's not, hey, are you going to sign another 10 day player? It's, James, are you going to make a trade? <laughs> so, yeah. Again, doesn't have to be this week, doesn't have to be next week, but it's, you got to be working on those trades now. James? Well, please. he answered the question. He did. <laughs> he spoke median, but he answered the question. James is uh, infinite patience. He has, when they're winning, sounds the same. When they're losing and they're not making deals, sounds the same. It's probably a good, good quality it, to have. Love it. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, we'll get back into the final episode of Hard Knocks with the Arizona Cardinals from last night. It's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Allison Chains for oh, okay. I guess we're playing for keeps now. That's, I don't know. Is there a band that makes Wolf snap to attention more than Alice in Chains? Like you would think it would be Metallica, or you know, but we don't really like Pantera. Obviously, there, there are just some bands. There's no doubt about it, man. Um, many, many times takes me back to being in the locker room and getting ready to go out, and oh, I don't know, blow somebody. Face off. Songs like ninety one, and it's okay because it's in between the the white lines, man. That's what you're supposed to do. That was the beautiful thing about it. I thank my. I do. I mean, yes. Uh, all right, Hard Knocks last night wrapped up. Like I said before, Wolf, my biggest disappointment in the show this season had nothing to do with the show. It was the fact that we really didn't learn anything at all about Kyler Murray. And going in, that was, that was to me, the biggest thing. You know, the Eno Benjamin stuff was weird, although as much as I like Eno, the way he left Houston sounds kind of weird, too. So I don't really know what's going on there anymore. My goodness. Um, wow. Two things, two questions you'd yes. love to ask right there. You know, what did you do? That's number one. And yeah. Jay, what what did you do? Yeah. Jay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Crowder. What? Okay. Yeah. The, the list of questions that we want answers to that we might not get answers to is, yeah. uh, is growing by the um, 
day, honestly. Okay. Uh, we should. I didn't get to. I wasn't here yesterday. I didn't get to. That was my winter break one day. I didn't get to really bask in the fact that somebody from Arizona had won a game in 2023 when the Suns beat the Warriors. Yeah. Everybody I know. else is you over. Missed that one. Yeah. Boy, that awesome. had to stink. Good, good times. Uh, this is Hard Knocks last night. Um, Maybe it's you. It's probably definitely me. Uh, I don't. We don't have the the clip I love from DeAndre Hopkins last night because you can't play it on the radio. <laughs> Yeah, Did you okay. hear that one where yeah. they were like, hey, how would you describe this season? Yeah. Yeah, we were all there with you. Uh, Saw that. Yeah, but uh, he did talk about the suspension, his suspension impacting the Cardinals this year. It's my 10th year. I didn't start off how we wanted it to, how I wanted to. Obviously being suspended from, you know, from the jump. I was out to see his games, and I feel like, you know, they kind of put us behind right there. And, you know, me as who I am, I, I have to take accountability for that. So I feel like, you know, I gave my team a disadvantage from the jump. You know, for us, we don't like making excuses. It is what it is. But, man, it was a season. It was a very season. Uh, you know, to win however many games we've won so far, uh, four games, I don't think that's, that's any one standard. There's been a lot of chatter about, you know, changes in organization. You know, I just keep my head down, try to work hard, do my job. But... You know, man, the season has been, it's been, it's been up. Well, it was in there. Yeah. <laughs> that sentence was in there. I think Good. that pretty well summarized the season. Yeah, you know, um, it's so weird. As soon as I hear DeAndre Hopkins and his voice, um, and nobody's even commented on this, um, of course, from the Cardinals. But as soon as I hear it, I think to myself, man, he's he's gone. Because they're going to get phone calls on him. They're not going to be able to say no to. Yeah. Uh, I tend to agree. I don't. Should we play who's going to be, which DeAndre is going to be here next year, Aiton or Hopkins? Who's more likely? I would say Aiton's a lot more likely to be here next year than Hopkins. I, I just, I think for a lot of reasons, I think Hopkins is, is probably going to be looking around like, hey, I don't have a whole lot of years where I'm like going to be really good in this league and I haven't got to win anything. If this is a rebuild, trade me somewhere. He's 30 right now. Yeah. And he is still really, no, he's, really he's good. He's absolutely still really, really good, which is why you could trade him. If this is really a full rebuild next year, how much can DeAndre Hopkins really do for you if he's playing for you? And it pains me to say that because he's, he's one of the best receivers I've ever seen. And yeah. It's not like I want to get rid of him. I'm just trying to look at this the most like realistic. You're a new GM. You're taking over this team. What's What can you trade to get the most back? DeAndre Hopkins, who really can't help you win games next year single-handedly because he's a receiver. DeAndre Hopkins, you know? Yeah, especially um, because you would imagine there's going to be a different offense that is going to be run as well. We know what kind of impact he had on the offense in regard to Kyler Murray and how much better Kyler Murray was when DeAndre Hopkins was there. But um, it's just right now, at his age, um, no guaranteed money, of course. Uh, he, they're going to get calls. The opportunity is going to be there to move DeAndre Hopkins. And I don't think there's any doubt they're going to get something of value and they're going to do it. 
I really wish we knew who the quarterback was going to be. Just and this is an unknown. The Cardinals don't know this. Kyler Murray doesn't know this. There's there's no way to know it. It's not like it's not like hey somebody knows. They're just not telling anybody. You don't know how Kyler's gonna how the rehab process is gonna go. If you knew Kyler was the quarterback to start next season, you could still find find a way to maybe go for it next year. Not recklessly, but you know, not like full full rebuild. We have to tear everything down. Yeah. We're all assuming he won't be good to go at the start of the season, but does that mean he's back in week four? Does that mean he's not really himself until the following season? Like, who knows? So the only reason I ask that is, are you going to go out and get a quarterback that comes in and starts next year? Like, this guy's going to be our starter until Kyler's ready, or are you trying to do it internally? I mean, there's just that's such an yeah, unknown that with, with DeAndre Hopkins. It's like, I'm not keeping him unless I know that my quarterback next year can get him the ball. Uh, I think um, the Arizona Cardinals are totally willing to go into the season next year with Colt McCoy as their starting quarterback. I, I think they are as then an it's organization right now. But I, I think... That's all going to depend on the head coach and the general manager coming in and saying, yeah, yeah well, I'm fine with Colt McCoy. Of course I am. I'm fine with I mean, that's a huge question mark right now. That's you can't answer that. There's just so many moving parts. I'm starting to feel like you where it's like, at least we have clarity, except we don't right now. But when we just tell me who the yes. coach is, yes. tell me who the GM is, tell me who the quarterback is. It's, it's all going to be over at some point in time. When do you think we'll know who the coach is? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, uh, and not like a specific date, but like, is it going to be next week? Is it going to be well, three weeks from now? You know, January 17th, once again, is really, really important because that's when you can actually interview a coach. Yeah. Face to face, January seventeenth. So, uh, man, knowing how quickly a lot of that stuff moves, um, wherever Peyton goes, that's going to speed everything up. Yes, I, I, Sean Peyton to me is going to um, he's going to be the he's going to be the piece that unfolds everything. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? The passapartout. Oh, look at that. Yes. See, I remember that. No, well, well, I you know what? It. He really is not. He's, he's more the piece that is going to unfold. The passapartout. You, you, <laughs> you, you pull the piece out, Luke, and it just unfolds before you. Oh, he's like the Jenga the piece. The passapartout. There you go. <laughs> I love that. That was, And you just came up with that. I did. That's, uh, that's my only contribution to the show. Uh, I do want to play this uh, clip. Well, there's a few here I want to... How about, I'm not going to play the clip. Did you see the part of Hard Knocks last night where David Blau was talking about how his dad used to feed Dr. Pepper to live bears? Yes, I did see that. <laughs> what? You know, it was, it was an job. actual picture, yeah. too, right? No, it was, it was his job. I was at the Baylor Bears mascot. They had a live yes, bear. Yeah. Dr. Pepper's huge because it's from, that was where it was invented, right? Like just in Waco. So there you go. There's Baylor. Have was you, it really? Yes, Dr. Pepper was invented in Waco. And this useless Hello, information. Your parents went to Vanderbilt, I heard. Mom went to Vanderbilt. Dad went to Baylor. I got bad Dad was the guy who, uh, in the 70s when they were really good, the guy who fed the, the bear, the doctor, the live bear on the sideline that they had in the cage. Yeah, yeah. The Dr. Pepper, because Dr. Pepper started in Waco, Texas. A little fun fact. But your father fed. When they scored, I guess. The bear? Dr. Pepper? Yeah, you give them. They scored they a touchdown? Yeah, so he, he pops a glass bottle. Oh, your father. And then the bear is going, just guzzling. No, no, no. Guzzling sugar water. 
That's not true. They gave a commercial. They had a live bear on the Yes. That was my dad's job at the home football game. What kind of bear? Black. Uh, probably a little black. Yeah. Probably black bear. Yeah. And it drank the documentary? Loved it. <laughs> hey, what do you do for a living? Well, yeah. you're not going to believe this. Yeah. I open bottles of Dr. Pepper and I pour them into the mouths of live bears. Yeah, that's weird. With people watching. I hate Dr. Pepper. Really? Oh, it's just so I nasty. like Dr. Pepper. This is nasty. 10 out of 10 bears recommend it. We we, we don't have a sponsorship with them, don't we? now. Well, if we do, they can come <laughs> over to me because I like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> All right, join Burns and Gambo. The what? <laughs> Is that okay. how you're going to break? <laughs> how many times are you going to break with I'm a just panic so alert? done, man. Uh, join Burns and Gambo. Well, that's great. We have another segment. We come back. What? Listen, listen to oh Wolf be done. Yeah, but the show doesn't end at 141 for some reason. <laughs> join Burns and Gambo today from 2 to 6.30. They will be at Sanderson Ford as they cap off the Big Red Rig giveaway, and they're going to be giving away concert tickets, movie passes, special guest Arizona Cardinals offensive lineman Will Hernandez. He'll be there just signing autographs from uh, 4.30 to 5.30 as well. When we come back, we do have another segment, and we're we're going to talk coaching candidates beyond just Sean Payton. Um, there's a couple other names emerging, and we'll get into those next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Ladies and gentlemen, it's actual art, music, and lyrics, singing. What a beautiful thing that is. They put it together. They recorded it in a studio. And... Hey. Um, Allison Chains for your perusal, based on names. Kind of heavy Allison Chains here in the final uh, half hour of the show, which is usually a good sign that Wolf's mind is starting to wander and command and controls like we got to play some Allison Chains. Don't look at me like that. You said last segment, I'm done. What are you talking about, man? You, Turn this up right here, okay? I mean, that, we actually played some good rejoin music. Okay, sorry, just saying. Little Chains, it only took us till the fourth hour. <laughs> Rejoin music wasn't bad all show. It's not like we're playing like Kenny G. Yeah, come on, dude. You sponsor, know, someone on Twitter said that they enjoyed the Rejoin music oh, today. Stop so. it. Somebody would. Okay. Your family members, is that what you're saying? It is the one o'clock hour when we all turn on each other for no particular Martin reason. Martin A. Lopez, shout out to you oh. for shouting out my uh. rejoin music oh. choices. <laughs> I like, I like Well, Martin. you know, yeah, Martin, you know, it's well done, sir. Martin's a, a proud supporter of the show, and he usually gives us some good uh, input. And also, I've stalled long enough where I could find these coaching odds, which is okay, what I was good. really trying all to do. the coaching odds. Here right. we go. So you put these in your pre-show email, being producer Wolf that you are. I'm just going to read you the Vegas odds. I get it. It's Vegas odds. This is not... Vegas, baby! doesn't mean that this is how it's going to go but i'm just i'm gonna give you i'm gonna cut off the bottom of the list where they listed coaching candidates for the cardinals as larry fitzgerald matt leinert carson palmer jj watt herm edwards and adrian wilson who's trying to be the gm 
boy. I mean, you, can you imagine? Come on, they just put it in there. Now it was what? It's fifteen thousand, right? Yeah, Plus so, fifteen thousand. So one hundred fifty to one. Okay, that should be one million to one. <laughs> okay, that's good. Carson Palmer. Okay, Carson. 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 I don't think Carson wants to coach. I, I don't think so. Are you kidding me? He's up in Utah right now. He's up on top of a mountain, literally, uh, walking around with his California hair <laughs> and his square jaw, walking around <laughs> like he's all that franchise quarterback and all that. Forget about it. So, uh, so Carson's out. Yes. Here's the name they. they <laughs> yes, that's right, Carson. You're done. <laughs> Get your California hair out of That's Utah. Right. Square jaw. Uh, okay, so here's here's the names on the list, and you know maybe somebody else, maybe a wild card emerges, but these are the ones that uh, that are at least being talked about the most right now. Sean Payton is the uh, favorite, tied with Vance Joseph, D'Amico Ryan's, who it, we learned earlier today. The Cardinals are, have gotten permission to talk to him at least to yeah. interview him. He's the the Forty ers defensive coordinator. Um, that that would be an interesting, be an interesting move. It's the, again going with the defensive mind or the offensive mind, knowing that you're building everything around Kyler Murray. We had Zoe in here earlier. He was talking about how you know, look, that could be that could be a really good thing to have a defensive mind, a different perspective. I know you said the other day, unless it's Sean Payton, you'd kind of rather lean defense yeah. over offense this time. Yeah, no, I would because once again, a defensive minded head coach is not going to sit down and try to get involved in the offense. Offense, um, on a peer basis. In other words, it's not like he's going to be sitting in the room coaching Kyler Murray. I don't see that happening. With a defensive-minded coach, he's got that separation immediately of saying, you know what, I'm your head coach. I am the alpha male. You know, you guys... You know the way I felt about this all year long. I talked about it over and over and over again, but uh, I thought coming into this year that it was imperative that Cliff Kingsbury became the alpha in the room. You you remember back in August, yep. I was talking about it ad nauseum in regard to him doing this and becoming the alpha in the room, and it, he didn't have to change his coaching style at all. He didn't have to do it. He really didn't. What he had to do is be super resolute and let him know we're changing things around here this is what we're going to do and oh by the way if you don't do it I'm sorry but your job is going to be in jeopardy and I think that is that is what's going to come in the new culture it always does when you bring a new head coach in it always does that it changes it well I want to play this clip Lorenzo Alexander was in here earlier the lowdown did an hour as he does uh, every Thursday and we were talking to him and and I used Kyler kind of as the example just because the way the conversation was it was kind of what you were just saying new coach comes in he's got to lay down the law there's a line and nobody can cross it no matter no matter who you are in terms of players we know who are going to be here next year, that if they cross the line, you couldn't just say, okay, get out. You know, yeah. certain players have to have that status. Buda Baker has that status. Yeah, Buda, but he's Buda's not going to cross the line. It. And that's See the thing. That? Yeah. And so that's why it led to this this question that I had for Zoe. Like, okay, let's just say Kyler. Let's say Kyler crosses the line and you're the new coach. You can't cut Kyler Murray. What can you possibly do if Kyler Murray doesn't buy into the new culture? Here's Zoe's answer. Well, you can enforce it. I mean, it's easy to enforce stuff. I mean, it maybe look different. Maybe you can't cut him or whatnot. 
But first of all, a conversation needs to be had man to man, face to face. And like, hey, this is what I need from you. You say, right, you say you want to be great. Yeah. All right. What, what does that look like? What are you doing to read to back up what you're talking about? Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, this is what you need. I'm going to X, X, Y, Z. This is what we need from you. And if that doesn't occur, then maybe you start trying to trade a guy. You get him out of there. I mean, nobody's bigger than the team. Especially, especially not when you're winning four games. Yes. And, and if you want to go to a certain spot, you got to have buy-in. And if you, after going through what this team went through this year and last year and the year before that, as far as falling apart, right, and not getting to where you want to go and you're not humble enough to say, let me do it a different way. Let me improve on myself in these areas. Talking about everybody that's going to be a part of this organization moving forward. Then I'm sorry. I don't want you around. That's what culture does. Yeah, you're going to help us lose. That's because what culture if you don't stay does. the same. Yeah. Right? So, yes. Everybody. Even I'm not so talking to the team at the start of next year. Same thing. Right. Everything is sifted through the culture of your team that you establish. I, I just, and nobody misses hey, that sift. I say this every time. Time, man, I, 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 right. Everybody's expendable to to some degree, especially when you see certain guys, Peyton Manning, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana. Um, uh, it's a, just a ton of guys out there. I'm like, man, these are great. These are guys I grew up, Hall of Fame, and they end up on different teams. Yeah, yeah. And, and you ain't even scratching nothing they has ever done. Uh, you expendable too, and that's how I used to approach it. Like, man, I'm, I'm I know I'm always expendable, but guys, that's you got to put it in perspective. Right. So I just before you say anything, Wolf, I just to to put it in context, Zoe didn't come in here like they're gonna trade Kyler Murray. That wasn't what it no, was. The only no. reason I used Kyler as the example is because I think he would be the guy as a new coach. If he crosses yeah. the line, you're like, Well, what can I do? He knows I don't have a lot of leverage. Yes, no, you know what, honestly, uh Zoe is right on the money on this thing too. Um if you're gonna come in and you're gonna establish a new culture, it's gotta be something that everybody is sifted through. It's gotta be something that everybody is pulled through and on board. And if you're not you're not going to be here and it doesn't matter who it is but you have to be willing you have to be willing as an organization to say that and say it and back it up you have to be willing to do it that's the problem that's that to me is a lot easier if you're Sean Payton honestly one of the biggest appeals of Sean Payton to me is that he he can he can lay down the law with Kyler Murray if he has to. Again, I'm not saying he has to, but if he has to, he can because he's Sean Payton. You're not going to bring Sean Payton in. And in week five, Sean Payton's like, you know, Kyler was late to a meeting again, and he's not willing to do this. I'm going to, you know, I'm sitting him for the second half of the game. Ownership's not going to be like, well, you can't do that. He's going to be like, I'm Sean Payton. This is what you brought me in to do. Whereas if it's a first-year coach, they're going to yeah. be like, I guess I can sit him. But if we lose, I'm going to be the one that gets fired. Yeah. So, if, you know, once again, um, you just you have to be resolute when you do this. Um, culture is about making definitive statements about who you are and what you're going to do. It's make It's a definitive statement. And you've got to follow it, and everybody has got to do it, or they're gone. All right, that's it for us here today. Thanks to Lorenzo Alexander for joining us. Thanks to Jesse Morris and Lauren Koval behind the glass. For Wolf, I'm Luke. we got Burns and Gibbo next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.